This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Is daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. All right, Vikings Ventline back after a little bit of a bye week last week. We had Purple Daily on draft, but Ventline's still rocking here. We're a week away from the Super Bowl, so very excited to talk to a couple guests. I have a family affair here. I got Felipe and Lucas, two brothers, here joining me on Vikings Ventline in just a bit. And, of course, Vikings Ventline, a year-round show. Uh, we do this uh, during the regular season with Mackie, Judd, and myself, and we get, try to bring on as many Vikings fans as possible. Uh, and then during the offseason, I still like to host an offseason edition with fans to get their thoughts uh, from after the season, the upcoming season, the draft, there's still plenty to talk about. So if this is a show that you have never heard of, or maybe this is a show that you'd like to be a part of, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I kind of compile a bunch of people. So if you've sent me a request or if you want to send me a new request, please do so. Uh, for the YouTube audience that's scrolling across the bottom of the screen, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com and of course shout out to our friends at quick trip and nutrisource so if you have a friendly pet you have your dog Vinny, like i do over here on my right uh, i need to make sure he's eating the right food and our friends at nutrisource can help him out go to nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a nutrisource retailer uh near you and hit that subscribe button too for daily vikings entertainment here on purple daily plenty of fun stuff coming up here i know the super bowl is a week away but a lot of the conversations we love to have here specifically on purple daily kind of take place after the super bowl and then I mean, free agency is going to be here in like five weeks. So plenty of awesome stuff that we're excited to talk about uh, here on Purple Daily. So if you haven't done so, hit the subscribe button. Hit me up for VikingsBentline at gmail.com if you want to get in on an episode. All right, let's get my guys in here. Let's get Felipe and let's get Lucas. Two brothers. Two brothers on Bentline. I, I think this is the first time this has happened. I think. I'm not certain on that, though. Awesome. Thanks Very for having excited us. to have yeah. both you guys. And, yeah. And Lucas, you're in Texas. Felipe, are you in Indiana? Yep. Is that what you said? Yep, I'm in Indiana, yep. Okay, very cool. So you guys uh, are Vikings fans, and then Felipe, you were telling me, you, were you guys both born in Brazil? No, I was. Family's from Brazil. Family's from Brazil. He was born in uh, Brazil. I was actually born in Indiana, and then we moved to Minnesota. I was there for a few years, and we moved back to Indiana. So Yeah. Like, okay. Most of our childhood, I would say, is Minnesota. Like for me, elementary and middle school, for you, elementary and a little bit of middle yep. school, and yeah, uh, moved, moved back to Indiana after, but both, yeah, I was born, but moved as a baby to the U S. Um, but yeah, so spent a lot of time in Minnesota. Okay. Awesome. And then you guys obviously during your Minnesota time, like did your, was your dad a Vikings fan? Like previously, like how did this come to be? I would say, so obviously being like Brazilian, we have like the soccer is the biggest, you know, sport yeah. for us. And so we would always watch with him. Uh, but just being in school, people wearing Vikings uniforms, we started getting a little interest. And then for me, I would say, like, when I started at least becoming a fan was, like, the probably the Adrian Peterson MVP season. When it was – I vividly remember, like, the last game of the season where they needed to beat the Packers to make it in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they won that game. I think they ended up losing the wild card the next week. But that's when I started, like, having some interest, following a little more. And then it really peaked, like, in high school. Right as we were moving, because that's the Bridgewater year with uh, – 
when they missed like the field goal with Blair Walsh. That's when I started really taking interest. But it's kind of just being around the atmosphere, you know, a lot of Vikings fans uh, throughout like middle school, elementary school, the jerseys, and just yeah, it was kind of the city that made us fans. And my dad became a fan probably after us. I was there. Yeah, I think with me it was um, I don't remember as well as you do because I was obviously a little younger the Adrian Peterson year, but um, like I would hear about him, not necessarily follow him that much. Um, and then obviously the Blair Walsh game happened and everything, and so I remember that one vividly. But I remember like the first season I like actively watched like basically entirely was the Case Keenum year. Um, I remember watching the, the Minneapolis Miracle with uh, my family, and so that was just a great experience. And then from there, the uh, Vikings fandom kind of kicked off, and now I've been following them since. So, Okay. So you guys are like 10 years kind of in, 10 a little more than 10 years or so yeah. in uh, to this being a Vikings fan. So really excited to have you guys on. So I'll start with you here, and Felipe, I'll go to you first. So uh, a lot of the things we like to do after games on Purple Dailies, we like to give our hottest Vikings take, Mackie Judd and myself. I like to ask kind of Vikings fans a similar thing here. So – Felipe, I'm going to kick it off with you. Give me your hottest Viking stake. This could be coming off the season. This could be coming up for next year. I would love to hear your hottest take, man. Go for it. Okay, um, so this will be a, a little bit negative. Um, I hope I am wrong, but my hottest Viking stake is that with the current ownership the Vikings have um, in the Wilfs, um, they will never win a Super Bowl. Um, I just think that the Wilfs have kind of shown us that they are just – unwilling to kind of accept a rebuild and they're always trying to do this competitive rebuild thing where you know signing a re-signing Kirk or trying to get a veteran quarterback and I feel like that is just a recipe for mediocrity mediocrity and so I feel like we're still going to be stuck in these nine and eight seasons maybe like an 11-6 season if we're lucky um, winning one playoff game possibly making the NFC championship but I just don't see a scenario where the Wolves are willing to you know kind of trade away some assets uh, to move up in the draft and get that franchise quarterback that can, you know, bring us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they're a, they're a good ownership group where, you know, they, they're definitely not buffoons. I wouldn't classify them as being in and over their heads by any means, but they're definitely comfortable being in the middle, which is a very, I mean, you guys, even in Indiana or in Minnesota, very Midwest thing. You just, you want to be, you want to fit into a spot you don't want to cause too much of a ruckus. You don't want to cause a scene. Um, and sometimes, though, to take yourself over the top, you do need a little bit more of a personality edge to obviously win a championship, and the Wilfs haven't been able to do that. They've knocked on the door of championship games before, but never really consistently either been in the dance like some of these other powerhouses that have always been in the NFL playoffs the last few years. Uh, all right, Lucas, older brother, your turn here. Give me your uh, give me your hottest Vikings take. Yep. Mine's going to be a little more positive, um, and it's something that, I think will happen. Uh, so my hottest take for today is that Kirk Cousins is the problem and him moving on will lead us to success. The way I see it happening is he will sign with another team and uh, kind of following with the take. I think in the next season, the Vikings will make the playoffs probably as a wild card, you know, off the record, but make the playoffs with either a rookie or bridge quarterback and Kirk Cousins will not make the playoffs in whatever team he's on. Falcon. Raiders, whatever. So that's not how to take. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to see him maybe move off because it would free up some money and free up a commitment. And then also it's just, it's kind of start of a new era, right? I mean, you yep. guys coming in as Vikings fans, Lucas, I remember that 2012 year with AP and that was the end of the Christian Ponder era. And then you saw Bridgewater and you've seen Bradford Keenum. You've had stability with Kirk Cousins for the last six, seven years, but 
Um, you guys, even if you guys only be maybe 10 years into this being a Vikings fans, you guys also know that they've never really had their own rookie quarterback that they've been able to draft and cultivate and keep them for a long time. You know, outside of Dante Culpepper or maybe even Tommy Kramer, you can obviously throw into there too. But is it time for them maybe to say goodbye to Kirk, get a rookie quarterback, and uh, see where it goes? Lucas, are you looking at any particular rookie quarterback? Is there's one that has caught your eye at all in this like pre draft process? Well, like most uh, fans, I do love Jim Daniels uh, with the mobility aspect. But someone that I think realistically we could get that went to my sorry my alma mater here, uh, Michael Penix. A little worried about his knees, but I think with my my hottest take about making the playoffs and like either a bridge or a rookie quarterback as, as a starter, I would see it maybe going for a defensive player at that pick eleven right there. Well, you know, defense had some problems, maybe defensive lineman or uh, an edge, probably not quarterback with or cornerback, but something along those lines. Keep up the, the line defensively, and then pick like pretty back into the first round or in our second round pick trying to get Michael Penix. I think he's a pocket passer, uh, great awareness. And we saw when uh, Kevin O'Connell had Josh Dobbs and didn't really use his feet as much after that first game. He likes the guy who'll stand in the pocket and will throw it deep. I think Michael Penn can do that. And he's still a little more mobile than Kirk, so I think he could be a good option. Eating better is easy with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. From pancakes to smoothies to meals and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat, you need to try Factor Meals. They have an easy-to-use website. Factor is also flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 6 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time. You can sign up and save, and we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 and use code purpledaily50 to get 50% off. That's code purpledaily50 at factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 to get 50% off. Go check out Factor Meals. Okay, I like it. Um, well, how about this, Felipe? Are, are the Vikings sat out the playoffs this year? They obviously had to go through four different quarterbacks. They were in the playoffs last year. They've been in the playoffs one other time with Kirk Cousins. Do you think the Vikings are tracking to be back in the playoffs for this time next year? Or, I mean, obviously this time next year we're talking Super Bowl, so let, let's yeah, not get yeah. too far ahead of ourselves. But uh, are the Vikings trending towards being back in the playoffs in 2024? Uh, this is probably me being a little negative again, but um, I think I don't see them making the playoffs again. Um, I think you can make an argument that they're not even we're not even the second best team in our division right now. I think the Lions are clearly ahead of us. Um, obviously, as we saw, they literally had the Super Bowl in their hands, and then, or I guess, making it to the Super Bowl, and then they threw it away. But um, and then even the Packers, I think um, Jordan Love is coming into his own, which is extremely annoying because. Packers can't seem to draft a bad quarterback, but um, and so I think honestly I think the Packers are going to outplay us, and hopefully what I'm seeing is a year where, like my brother said, we we draft a young quarterback or we um, have a bridge quarterback. I'm I'm tired of the Kirk uh, the Kirk journey, and so I think with a younger quarterback, I, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if we didn't make the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it'd be the end of the world. I mean, obviously we get a better draft position, and so I think. You know, in a few years, maybe like not next year, but the year after that, we can we'll be in a good spot um, to make a playoff run. But I don't think 
next year's the year for us, unfortunately. When when you say bridge quarterback too, are you looking at like Ryan Tannehill to like slap with a rookie, or do you want to like them maybe pony up and go get like I don't think Baker Mayfield will be on their radar, but is there another bridge quarterback that you're looking at that the Vikings should be able to go out and sign? I think Ryan Tannehill would honestly be a, a good option. He has some experience. Um, we can still draft a rookie quarterback, and they can sit after them. I think following kind of what the Chiefs did, um, obviously it's not a guarantee that it, they, the, if we draft a quarterback, they'll turn out like Patrick Mahomes. But um, they obviously drafted him. He sat for a year, and then he came in and started. Um, I think that's the best uh, scenario for the Vikings, unless like Kirk is willing to take a cheaper deal that's team-friendly um, for one year. Um, and then he can play that year and then obviously leave after that. Um, obviously, I think I would honestly take Baker, but I think at this point he might be too much money. Um, he did put on quite the performance in the playoffs, and so I'd rather not uh, you know, spend too much money on the quarterback right now. I think it's important that we save some of our cap money, and I think just going for a, a veteran one-year deal would be, would be the best move for the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Lucas, how about you, man? Do you think the Vikings can get back into the playoffs in 2024? Yeah, I think so. I, well, based on how to take as well, I think the team has, a, if we don't keep Kirk, which I hope we don't, uh, unless it takes a team-friendly deal, but based on what I've been hearing in Purple Daily and based on just reactions, I do not think he would take a team-friendly deal. I think he's still looking for the money. So assuming that doesn't happen and he leaves, um, was either a bridge guy, like even like a Garner Minshew, who almost picked up Colts to the playoffs with worse weapons, uh, maybe a better defense. I'm not sure the Colts defense is this year, but I think with a bridge guy like a Tannehill who could just like sit in the pocket, not throw as many picks as Nick Mullins. We almost we won two games with Josh Dobbs. Our our defense is coming on its own. We're not uh, if we can keep Daniel Hunter, which I think we can if we don't sign Kirk. Defense get gets bolstered up. We, we use that first rounder, uh, the 11th overall pick, maybe on like I said, uh, someone on the defensive side for Brian Flores to continue building his his uh his defense out and just, you know, improving uh, game after game, game after game. And we bring in like a Gardner Minshew, a Baker's more unrealistic, I would say, but a Gardner Minshew or a Tannehill or even a, a Brissett who can just not like mess it up. Like Mullins did sometimes and Dobbs and just maintain a consistent, like, okay performance. Uh, and then have a rookie under him just practicing. And if things go wrong, you always put the rookie in and see what happens. But I think we could be in the playoffs next year as like a wild card team. Uh, if we play our cards right and save our cap space for other players that uh, like that's not, that aren't Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I actually wonder what they'll do here because Mullins uh, is still under contract, I believe, so you can keep him around. Do yeah. they cut him? Do they stick with Josh Dobbs as like a backup? I mean, I don't, I don't hate Josh Dobbs as obviously a backup, and Nick Mullins definitely played more than you wanted to as a backup. That's what happens when your quarterback tears his Achilles halfway through the year. But one of those two guys, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they stay. You know, Jaron Hall is just clearly a project. I don't know if they also value him as being a QB2 type of guy. Yes, you'd like to see a rookie take that next step. He obviously looked pretty raw in the start that he was able to give at the end of the year. So, yeah, they're, in general, whether they draft a rookie quarterback or whether they keep Kirk Cousins in general, I wonder who is quarterback two behind them. That could be external. That could be the rookie that they draft maybe early in the draft. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that whole position group and quarterback room just develops too. So I'm with you guys. It could be Ryan Tannehill. Baker's probably out of their price range. Uh, but if they take a rookie quarterback early, I wonder where he'll kind of slide, slide in that pecking order. Yeah. Um, Felipe, do you still trust Kevin O'Connell? I feel like a lot of Vikings fans are out. And obviously, you know, I, I'm not picking on you, but you've had some negativity. <laughs> you don't like the ownership yeah. group, which is totally okay, totally reasonable. 
Um, do you have a little bit more questions? Do you still trust Kevin O'Connell as the right head coach of the Vikings? I think as of now, I would say I still trust him. Um, I know he's made some – or he's had some questionable um, things happen this past season, like some play calling issues, I think, at times. Um, and some of his clock management has been questionable. But I think uh, it's something that Judd has, has spoken about. But I think uh, he was hired to identify a quarterback um, and develop a quarterback. And so until I, I see him, you know, kind of pick out a guy and that doesn't work out, then I probably lose trust in him. Not really counting Jaron Hall because he was a late round uh, pick, but like if this year we were to trade up and, and pick like Jaden Daniels and maybe he doesn't turn out too hot or um, you know something like that, then I think I'd start losing some trust in the in KOC. I think I think he his main objective is to find that quarterback, the the future of the franchise, and so I still have faith that he can do it. I think he brought he's brought out the best of Kirk um, recently on um, these past few years. I think. They have been some of Kirk's best years. Um, and so I'm really excited to see what he can do with a, with a younger quarterback who's hopefully a little bit more mobile than we've seen with Kirk or like Nick Mullins. And so I think I, I, I still do trust him. I think um, he's built a great culture within the Vikings uh, locker room. Um, he's a good leader. I think the, the players really like him. And so I think overall he's he's shown more good stuff than bad stuff. And so I still do trust him, yeah. Yeah, I want to see him, what he can do with a rookie quarterback, too. And I, I think there's far too many criticisms of him. Obviously, he's not uh, as maybe perfect and polished as everyone thought he was after when you win 13 games in your rookie season as a head coach. Um, I still trust this plan, but I am curious what it looks like with a rookie QB under center instead of maybe opposed to uh, Kirk Cousins, who he's pretty familiar with. Uh, Lucas, how about you, man? Are, are you still all in on KOC? Are you questioning things? Where do, where do you kind of stand with the Vikings head coach? I loved it, obviously, his first season. I had some question marks this season, but he is still a young head coach. Only Although I think this is a massive year for him. It's a kind of a prove-it year. You guys mentioned this today, I think, or maybe previously on, like, the three- or, or the four-year contract that he has. I think if he decides, him and Quasi together decide, you know what, let's run it back, get the boys together, run it back with Kirk, maybe find a way to get Daniel to stay, uh, and just run it back, and he doesn't make a playoffs or make a run, like, I would start questioning him a lot more. But, for example, if they decide, as I've been saying, we've been kind of saying the whole time, like moving on from Kirk Cousins and bringing in a rookie, and next year season doesn't go the way I hope, like make the playoffs, I would it would be okay because it's a rookie. So you got to give him, I'd say, he gets kind of some leeway and even uh, some like, 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 less questions from me and, and from the fans, i say, if he takes a rookie. Then it's kind of a development project, right? Yep. Right now I'm still in on KOC. He seems to have a great uh, captivation of the locker room. Uh, I mean, everyone in the media loves, uh, like, Dan Campbell. He's, like, kind of the antithesis of him, where it's, like, uh, the ni- like nice version, that locker room guy that everyone loves and wants to play for. So if he can continue to develop that culture, I think I'm in on him right now. This year will be big. If he tries to bring back Kirk, I'll be questioning it unless he somehow makes a Super Bowl run. But if he brings that rookie, I'll be really all in on him. Uh, I think he is a great coach. Yeah, if, if they give him a rookie, they kind of have a little bit of a – you have extra leeway. And I, that's what I was telling Mackie and Judd, too, that if you go like 8-9 and nine with Kirk again and you're just kind of flirting with playoffs or maybe you make the playoffs and you fall on your face again like they did against the Giants, uh, I mean, how much do you put on Kirk? How much do you start kind of questioning the head coach if, again, it's the right leader? So I, don't, I, I love what he's been able to build culture-wise. I was a fan of Mike Zimmer. I know things got a little weird at the end, but I liked how he's kind of – also be the antithesis, just like uh, both you guys have kind of said about Dan Campbell. 
but I still trust him. I still trust that he's on the right path here, and this is a very important offseason and very important type of uh, development of him getting a next contract extension if things really go well for the Vikings. Uh, guys, before we wrap up here, uh, Felipe, any last takes, any uh, shout-outs you'd love to give? I know you're on with your brother here too, but uh, any shout-outs, any uh, last takes you'd like to give here on Vikings event line? Um, I, there was a hot take. Um, it, it kind of contradicts what I just uh, spoke about with KOC because <laughs> obviously I said I trust them, but I was going to say that um, a hot take would be that I think the Vikings made a mistake in letting Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. uh, leave, and so I think he's just he just wins. I think he just wherever he's at, he wins games, and so I'm actually I'm very intrigued to see what he does with the Chargers. They have a great quarterback, and so it wouldn't surprise me if they find some immediate success with him at, at coach. Um, obviously, I still trust KOC. I I, I'm not. A, I'm totally against the fans saying that he should be fired or he's on the hot seat. I think um, his first two years have shown that he's a good coach, but I do think that maybe Jim Harbaugh might have been a better hire. Um, and besides that, I do want to, uh, for in terms of shout-outs, I want to shout-out my brother. I know we're on together, but um, for just being there for someone I can talk to about the Vikings and also for actually bringing me to my, my first game at U.S. Bank Stadium um, on my 18th birthday. So that was a great experience, um, one that I'll never forget. So. Yeah, just uh, yeah. What what game did you go see? It was the uh, the Seattle Seahawks game. It was. Do you know? Remember what year it was oh, yeah. Lucas? Twenty one, I think. Twenty one. It was like the first time the Seahawks came to Minnesota because we'd always been going to Seattle, and it was like we we crushed them like I don't know twenty four at seven or something. Yeah. Yeah. it was a great game. It was a great game. So. Yeah, it was a butt kicking. That's uh, an awesome eighteenth yeah. birthday. Love yeah, it. yeah. Uh, Lucas, how about you, buddy? Any last takes? Any shout outs you'd love to give? Uh, one of my last takes is that I think. One of my last hot takes is our fan base seems I think half our fan base is a little bit delusional or a little bit insane because I've been seeing so much on Twitter. Maybe it's just just like the minority speaking louder than the majority, but of people saying no, like forty million a year for Kirk Cousins is, is a great deal. Forty five million, he'll, like he's worth that because Patrick Mahomes is making a little more, so he's close to that. And so I think we really gotta like Mackie says all the time, like if you aren't don't want to blame the quarterback and don't want to blame. Uh, the quarterback for his performance and say oh, it's the team's fault. The reason the team isn't as good is because he's taking up so much of the salary cap. And I'm appreciative of what he's done the last couple of years. I've had some exciting times with him. That's that Saints win in in uh New Orleans was amazing, like a couple of years back. That playoff one was great. But I think it is time to move on. Um and then in terms of shout outs about my brother, he's kind of the one that's pushed me to find you guys, like Score North and Purple Daily. Um and so I listen to you guys all, every day now because of him. Also, uh, my parents, obviously, from deciding to come to the United States from Brazil and taking a risk in, in their life and then choosing Minnesota, which I think I've loved both Minnesota and Indiana, but I have a special place in my heart for, for Minnesota, for all memories. And, um, like, a lot of friends of ours are like, why didn't you become an Indianapolis like Pacers fan or Colts fan? We're like Timberwolves and Vikings. Like, those are our two, two big teams, uh, which, like, also liking the Twins and Wild, but two big teams, Timberwolves and Vikings and uh, yeah, so appreciative of my family and love you guys for all the content you guys post. Well, appreciate you guys. Thanks. Uh, I love having brothers on. I mean, again, if any future brothers want to come on, brothers. Actually, I think I once had a brother and then a sister uh, last year. I think on separate shows, as the brother told the sister, and then she got on. But yeah, family affair, friends doesn't matter. Uh, love having everyone here on Vikings Vent Line. So if this is a show you'd like to be a part of, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, Felipe, Lucas, appreciate you guys. Great stuff. Great takes. Come on, Ventline again, by all means. Uh, appreciate you guys bringing some some good ones here. Uh, hit that subscribe button for daily Vikings entertainment. This is Vikings Ventline, specifically 
on Purple Daily, and we'll be back on Monday.